0: There's another person who approached him and talked about uh, how he took large amounts of LSD in the 1960s. um, Mm. And he mentions how, much like Hunter S. Thompson, who also described seeing reptiles in a drug condition... You're um, right, yeah, he did. ...this friend of his, uh, in a seriously mind-altered state, would see some people as humans and others as humanoid lizards and other reptiles. Very, they live type thing. For a while, he believed that he was merely hallucinating, but as a regular tripper at high doses, he began to realize that what he was seeing... Usually by the third day of a five-day trip was not a hallucination, but the vibratory veils lifting, which allowed him to see beyond the physical to the force controlling the person. In these moments, the same people always had lizard features and the same people always looked human. They never switched. He also began to observe that those around him who appeared lizard-like in his altered state always seemed to react the same to movies, television programs, etc. We used to laugh and say, here come the lizards, he told me. He believed there was, to use his own phrase, a morphogenetic field which transmitted the DNA of the lizard people and aligned the cell structure to the reptilian genetic blueprint. The more reptilian genes a person carries, the easier it is for this communication, or rather control, to take place. And the ones with the cell structure most aligned to the reptilian blueprint, as we talked about, are the elite families that run the world to this day. It is not without reason that Diana, Princess of Wales, used to call the Windsors the lizards and the reptiles and said in all seriousness, they're not human. This was told to me by a close confidant of Diana for nine years, whom I quote at length later in the book. So mm. during this one fifteen day period while he was visiting the United States, a bunch of people came up to him. Like, you know, who knows what the details are. Maybe he was kind of bringing it up and people were like, well, now that you mention it, but still,
1: yeah. it's
0: quite odd that, like, this known, like, public figure, maybe he was someone who people felt that they could approach... But, yeah. you know, so maybe like, you know, uh, but that's why I'm saying like at either there was some kind of thing where they're like, you know, tell David that like, there's reptoids yeah. or like, you know, some people really did experience this. Like, you know, that's what, like at some, some they, base level. Yeah, yeah.
1: That, so you there's... Know, there's either a psyop, or there's like a phenomenon that might itself be a psyop going on, or mm, reptoids. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, i like,
0: I guess I am saying that, like, at base level, like you know, at least for David Icke, maybe for some, like, I don't think, like you know, he might, you might say that there's like aspects of him that are uh, eccentric or you know, a uh, kooky. But I don't think that like he's just like completely nuts. I think something like, you know, uh, like uh, or even if you can just say all these people are are in some way like, you know, nuts, like it is odd that they're nuts. It's, It's at least notable that they are nuts in the same way and like one wonders why uh you know or it's a psyop
1: you know like yeah uh, or it's a psyop which i mean you know and i I think it's nice that the kathy o'brien anecdote is in there and that she interprets it differently as like yes this is very much a psyop you know this is some kind of technology they have that can make you look like you're turning into something else um or even you know the anecdote about the guy taking tons of lsd you know, we've gone over, like, the Klaxon men and of the Hutt. And, yeah. I mean, hey, of the Hut, right there. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of a slug reptile kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. um, like, a morbidly obese um, Draco, perhaps, uh, of some kind. You know, um, but basically that, you know, there's this uh, encounter with these, like, strange sort of humanoid uh, human animal chimera uh, kind of figures seems to be a common yeah. experience that a lot and yeah like hunter thompson famously had you know a whole scene where people start turning into lizards in you know a bar in a casino and uh yeah yeah so i mean there's so it, it's an intriguing line to kind of like run with um yeah
0: like and even if like even if you know what kathy o'brien like maybe if we go by kathy o'brien's take that George H.W. Bush as, like, a trauma-based mind control technique and various other people who were involved in the trauma-based mind control of her uh, did this thing where they pretended to be aliens, like, reptilian aliens. Why did they do mm-hmm. that? Like, why reptoids? Like, why? Like, you know, why? Yeah. Uh, it is odd. Like, it almost seems like there must be, like, on there must actually be some kind of ritual element to it uh, for the fact, like, you know, in the same way that Blavatsky documented, which, you know, maybe we'll go into, and really, like, uh, some of what she said, like, you know, I, uh, on, like, the whole, like, Blavatsky, like, isn't necessarily to be taken, like, you know, at face value as, like, a historian mm-hmm. of religions or whatever, but especially i think we should spend some time talking about like uh you know certain Gnostic sects of christianity and that type of thing uh, and like their ideas about serpents because there is like some interesting stuff there uh but you know that's all like yeldaboth yeldaboth is a good example because he is like a lion-faced serpent you know yes. he's a dragon basically uh yeah. you know and in some of those gnostic gospels like uh, you know, in the Nag Hammadi library, for instance, like, uh, yeah. you know, there are whole texts that like, you know, or a whole sects that are known, uh, as well as texts, but they're, that are known mostly from, uh, heresiographies, but that are thought of as being serpent worshipers. That was a big thing that was sort of seen as being a feature almost of Gnosticism by heresiographers that they were worshipers of serpents. And there's all, like, uh, but anyway, yeah. uh, there, no, but there, yeah, there is yeah. also
1: the whole, the whole thing about archons that are in a lot of those Gnostic gospels, which, you know, yeah, David like David directly ties to, yeah,
0: that's basically, the, like, you know, a key theme of Gnosticism. Of yeah, Yaldabaoth is the ultimate Archon. He's the high Archon, you know. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, and because, also, like, yeah, the Anunnaki yeah. thing also comes in as well. Uh, and the Watchers, yeah. the fallen angels, mm-hmm. and who were also kind of synonymous with giants and, like, you know. Yeah, uh, he the, basically but,
0: thinks that the tall white aliens or the Nordics, like, were, hmm. uh, you know, one race that was, like, bred with or something to create these sort of uh you know hybrids um yeah but uh it is interesting that you mentioned. yeah but anyway by uh i'm saying like uh, i mentioned these sort of religious things and saying that maybe there is like some like you know maybe there is kind of like mithraism or like serpent worship happening (laughs) you know like and that's like if that if there were like some kind of weird psyop component like you know, uh, maybe it must like be some kind, or it's it would seem like it, There might even be some kind of ritual aspect to the perpetuation of this. Uh, like that's one possibility. You know, but uh, yeah, like uh, it's interesting that you mention the, uh, the 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 cameras that are they're gulping, yeah. they're gulping
1: folks, yeah. they're just gulping, kids. <laughs> gulping for air. Uh,
0: because uh, there is a great part about uh, which I think, you know, I think we've brought this up on the podcast before, but we really uh, I feel like it would be remiss not to mention some of the phil schneider uh, uh oh yeah Dulce phil schneider based stuff yeah yeah uh which is you know like a great i don't want to do like a future episode just like on like deep underground military bases stories but uh you know a big feature of like reptoid lore of course is the idea that they live underground um mm-hmm. and that i think also has a precedent in not only uh you know uh, fictional stories like a Lovecraft I can think of his story about like you know I forget what it's called but it's like the lost city or something where uh it's like a race of serpent people and there's like these little kind of holes and he goes the the protagonist goes deep in these tunnels and you know I think that there's also massive underground complexes that actually were built like in in the ancient past as tombs or whatever that you -hmm. know maybe involve some serpent iconography or whatever but uh that's a big thing with reptoids that they're they're living underground and of course this goes into this sort of uh deep underground military-based stuff uh and this also has to do with denver um and yeah. uh he says that colorado is a major center for the new world order and the queen of england under another name has been buying up land there uh you know the british royal family are massively involved in the story and so is the murder of diana princess of wales you know she was killed uh i guess it was recently the anniversary of murder so it's actually kind of topical uh you know she was hmm. killed obviously killed uh, alongside
1: on on nephew of course yeah the, uh,
0: there yeah. he goes uh david Icke in this book talks about how there was a toy uh connection you know that was because of because of reptilians but like you know directly uh due to uh reptilian uh agendas but anyway so uh yeah. This guy, Phil Schneider, uh, he quotes Dina directly, who we've mentioned before, um, and he talks about how uh, at Denver Airport, uh, that's connected to a deep underground base that went down at least eight levels. Mm -hmm. It included a 4.5 square mile underground city and a vast base. Other contacts who have been underground at Denver Airport claim there are large numbers of human slaves, many of them children, working there under the control of the reptilians. Two of the bases that Phil Schneider claims to have helped build are the infamous Area 51 at Nevada and Dolce at New Mexico, which is connected by a tunnel network to the Los Alamos National Laboratory. I have been to Los Alamos and the vibes are simply horrible. After speaking about the reptilian involvement in human affairs in the sightings radio show in the United States, I was sent an account by a private, uh, army private, sorry, stationed at the surface of, uh, at Dolce. He realized there was something mighty odd about the place but could not explain why. He remembered. I was working on a routine job when another of the young enlistees, a mechanic, came in when a, with a small rush job he uh, wanted welded at once. He had the print and proceeded to show me exactly what he wanted. The, we are both bending over the bench in front of the welder uh, when I happened to look directly into his face. It seemed to suddenly become covered in a semi-transparent film or cloud. His features faded in their place, uh, and in their place appeared a thing with bulging eyes, no hair, and scales for skin. It's interesting that he said he couldn't quite put his finger on what was odd about the place. I feel like what was odd about it was that he saw a reptoid. Uh, But uh, anyway, another big part of Dolce uh, is the idea of Nightmare Hall, um, which is. uh, Oh,
1: is this where they have like like thousands of like slave children?
0: Uh, not, well, they have thousands of slave children in general, um, okay. but there's also a guy, Jason Bishop, uh, three, uh, okay. who conducted extensive studies into this, um, into Dolce and, uh, you know, he, uh, Bechtel, Bechtel, uh, the Bechtel Corporation, yeah, Bechtel. Uh, a major Very sus. In the, in the Brotherhood Reptile Network. There are at least seven levels underground at Dolce, probably more, and Bishop has compiled accounts of workers there who have described what they have seen. Their accounts mirror descriptions of the Anunnaki in the Sumerian texts as they interbreed species to produce hideous hybrids of many types. This is what workers have said about Dolce. Level number six is privately called Nightmare Hall. It holds the genetic labs. Reports from workers who have seen bizarre experimentation are as follows. I have seen multi-legged humans that look like half-human, half-octopus. Also reptilian humans and furry creatures that have hands like humans and cry like a baby. It mimics human words. So, uh, what we're referring to is like, this is like Alex Jones, like, he talks about this. Like, this is like word for word what he, like, maybe not word for word, but like basically exactly what uh, he says that he's seen, you know. Uh, Also, a huge mixture of lizard humans in cages. There are fish. Seals, birds, and mice that can hardly be considered those species. There are several cages and vats of winged humanoids, grotesque bat-like creatures, but three and a half uh, to seven feet tall, gargoyle-like beings, and draco-reptoids. Level number seven is worse. Row after row of thousands of humans and human mixtures in cold storage. Here, too, are embryo storage vats of humanoids in various stages of development. One worker said, I frequently encountered humans in cages, usually dazed or drugs, but sometimes they cried and begged for help. We were told they were hopelessly insane and involved in high-risk drug texts to cure insanity. We were told never to try to speak to them at all. At the beginning, we believed that story. <laughs> oh, really? Finally, <laughs> in 1978, a small group of workers discovered the truth. It's interesting that they, you know... Uh, but anyway, um, so... <laughs> Yeah, like uh, it. Uh, it seems like, like they discovered story... the truth.
1: Like they found the hall of gargle hyb chimera. Yeah, exactly. Basically. And then, they,
0: like then, they found that underneath that level, level number seven. They found yeah. like a bunch of humans in cages sobbing and then they were told, like, oh, they're just there for high risk drug tests. Like, they're insane. Don't worry about We're trying to cure them. And they're oh like, my Oh, all right. <laughs> like at first they believe that story. Um Jesus. Okay. Well, uh, okay.
1: I mean, well, you know what? I just wanna throw in there that, you know, it, it throws in another maybe curveball possibility that I feel like doesn't get I, I feel like there's no not real not a real constituency in like the Reptoid community or whatever for this line of thinking, but the idea is they were able to create human animal chimeras. The, those stories are coming out in the nineties, but let's just say if like by the seventies or the eighties or something, they were able to create them. Could they create effectively a reptoid person that would be quote unquote real, but they're not an alien from outer space. Um, I don't
0: know. I, I mean, i what would tend to doubt could that do is they could <laughs> do that with special effects uh yes you that know, like definitely that could do definitely that yeah would be possible um yeah. you know and they could also probably do that with drugs and suggestion but could yep. they like clone like a functional seven foot tall reptoid like i don't know like i don't really know like there is that like CRISPR stuff, but I feel like that's yes. not like even close. I, I feel, to being able, well,
1: unless to they had, the yeah, uh, unless they had some kind of CRISPR technology much longer than they've been saying they did, it seems like that would only be even remotely a possibility in the last like five years or so when they've had. Now I, I could see us going towards like a, a near future where that is possible because it yeah. it seems like right now the. The moral ta- the moral and ethical taboos around it are kind of the only thing that are stopping humanity from doing this, or you know, stopping yes. the the scientific superpowers of the world from experimenting with this, especially the U.S. Um, yeah, if
0: there was some like strategic advantage to be gained from cre- I mean, if you could create like reptoid soldiers that would like you know fight for you or like and not have like emotions or you know if they would be uh, I mean, David Icke basically. Uh, suggests suggest that because they're cold-blooded, you know, they're cold-blooded metaphorically, like in that they don't have the full range of emotions and are like sadistic maniacs. Yeah, so if well create, that that's like, a another thing like that, then, Yeah. Uh,
1: you know or just, you uh, know, a, yeah, a physical specimen, but I feel like it it is getting it, it maybe is more important to have one that like kills that remorse. But that 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 um the duality of calling like lizards cold-blooded as both a physical descriptor and like an emotional and moral descriptor, I feel like is something that resonates throughout this whole thing, because I mean, it kind of is the simplest explanation for like, why is it reptiles that are secretly the world leaders, you know, because, well, I mean, I think I even said years ago when we were like, you know, talking about reptoids that like, there is a certain metaphorical resonance that feels kind of intuitively Uh, If not fully true, then at least resonant that the British royal family and the bushes are all secretly reptiles, because like in a metaphorical sense, that is true like they are kind of like reptiles mm-hmm. if we're you know not to be you know speciesist but like if we are to accept the the sort of the moral connotation of that term of being cold-blooded like they don't have human mammalian empathy or something like that yes. um yeah. you know well, that, that basically yeah, no, like, like they they're are... almost a different species they don't look yeah, at themselves they're, preda- they don't...
0: they're predatory you know they're yes. antagonistic to humanity like they are yeah, they have the sort of danger of, like, a python or, like, a, a snake in the grass, you know? Like, yeah, there yes. are all these metaphors. They're psychic yeah, like, vampires.
1: Uh, like, you know, yes. they drain, they feed off the fear and destruction and shit and, like, you know, uh, suck well, yeah. up, like, the wealth and of that the world. Converges
0: and with, that converges with, like, you know, my, uh, you know, one of my purposes in reading this uh, Chimera account is that, like, you know, uh, the ideas of this stuff like, are really, like, an elaboration of, like, uh, different narratives, like, uh, you know, uh, even if people don't buy into it wholesale, like, they'll take pieces of it, you know, like, uh, even if you don't actually even accept the reptoid part, like, if you don't believe that, like, our elites, and I don't really know what Alex Jones does or doesn't think, like, you know, and I feel like there's there's like yeah. room in it, you know, he like hints uh, at,
1: he 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 gestures at it sometimes. I would say if he if he does fall any, it's more on the idea that reptoids are like interdimensional demons that kind of yeah. possess people.
0: Yeah. Although I think that is kind of like even in this relatively early reptoid book, you know, he talks about like, are these extraterrestrials? Are they interterrestrials or are they, you know, ex, uh, extra dimensional? And uh, his conclusion is that they are all three. Wow. Um, Yes, uh, that they live in the Earth, uh, that they, uh, you know, come from another uh, planet somehow, uh, you know, the constellation Draco. Um, And, uh, you know... Let me just, uh,
1: yeah, let me just look up how far away Draco is from... Us. i'm sure they would have like interdimensional travel etc i mean that that is one thing i guess you could say in support of that is like if they traveled here via some kind of interdimensional travel then that means they have technology that can do interdimensional travel you know what i mean so then okay maybe uh they can both come here because otherwise it'd be like okay so they have spaceships that can go faster than the speed of light but then they're also like attacking people in the astral plane like okay these two things
0: yeah, his you know. like, actual his paragraph <laughs> about, like, uh, the extra-dimensional nature or other-dimensional nature of the reptilians is, like, probably interesting in terms of illuminating, like, you know, his ideas, because, like, they definitely do have, I mean, as you can see, like, from what you said about, like, his New Age background, like, you know, this isn't all just, like, sort of a scientistic, like, flesh and blood. Situation where it's just, like, flying saucers and genetics and stuff. There is, like, a a spiritual component, in a a sense, uh, where uh, he says, for instance, my own research suggests that it is from another dimension, the lower fourth dimension, that the reptilian control manipulation is primarily orchestrated. Without understanding the multidimensional nature of life in the universe, it is impossible to follow the manipulation of the Earth by a non-human force. As open-minded scientists are now confirming... Creation consists of an infinite number of frequencies, uh, or dimensions of life, sharing the same space in the same way that radio and television frequencies do. At the moment, you are tuned into the three-dimensional world, or third dimension, and so that is what you perceive as your reality. You are tuned to the station, in other words, but, as with radio and television, and all the other stations are broadcasting at the same time, and if you move your radio dial or change a TV channel, you can connect with them. When you do this, the station or channel you were tuned to before does not disappear. It continues to broadcast. uh, But you can't hear it or see it anymore because you are no longer on its wavelength. So it is with human consciousness. Some people, everyone if truth be told, can tune their consciousness to other wavelengths or connect with information and consciousness operating on that frequency. We call this psychic power, but it is merely the ability to move your dial to another station. It is from one of these other stations or dimensions that the serpent race, the Anunnaki, is controlling this world by possessing certain bloodline streams. But as my research continues, it is clear the fourth-dimensional reptilian controllers are themselves controlled by fifth-dimensional entities. Where does it end? Who the hell knows? Yeah, 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 I know it sounds off the wall, but the truth usually does. You can put the book down now if it's too much to take, but you need to read it all to see what the enormous evidence there is that this is true. The station from which the reptilians operate is a lower level of the fourth dimension, the one closer to this physical world. Other people know this as the lower astral dimension, the legendary home of demons and malevolent entities going back to sorry, malevolent entities going back to antiquity. It is from here that today's Satanists summon their demonic entities in their black magic rituals. They are actually summoning the reptilians, of the lower fourth dimension. So, they're gin, basically. It is suggested by some researchers, with good reason, that the non-physical reptilians were able to pour into this dimension through holes or portals in the time-space fabric caused by the nuclear tests and explosions which started in the deserts of New Mexico in the early 1940s. But I think such holes began to be created a long time ago, before the cataclysms, when the world was at an even more advanced technological stage than it is today. Um, so, you know, mm. then he goes on uh, to say that it involves all three of these genes uh you know uh this controlling group came from the draco constellation and elsewhere and this is the origin of terms like draconian a word which yeah. sums up their attitudes and agenda they love wow. to consume human blood and they are the blood-sucking demons of legend the vampire story oh wow he goes into the dracularity of the reptoids here Ooh. uh you know who is the most famous vampire count dracula the count symbolizes Ooh, yep, the aristocratic yep. reptile human crossbreed bloodlines which the Reptilians possess from the lower 4th dimension of Dracula is an obvious reference again to Draco.
1: For access to the full-length episode, subscribe to the Hour of Frequency at patreon.com slash subliminaljihad.